Welcome to the Intentional Parenting Podcast. My name is France Taillard. I am a mom and parenting coach. I coach moms how to consciously parent their child and reparent themselves using human design and other tools. Each week, I bring you a message to guide you on this journey we call parenting. Why? Because it is one of my biggest skills and talents in life as a 3-5 Sphinx projector is to be a problem solver. I experience many different things and situations and I use that experience to guide you to find creative solutions to your challenges. My goal is to guide you to experience a deep authentic connection with yourself and your child. Thank you for spending some time with me today. hit to rename this podcast and to celebrate that putting together a 10-day series with some amazing moms to guide you on this journey. As part of this relaunch, I have two amazing prices, each each valued at $333. All you have to do is leave a podcast review, take a screenshot of the review, share it on Instagram, make sure you tag me. Or you can simply share on Instagram that you are listening to this podcast and tag me. You have until February 11th to enter. And every time you enter, you have a new entry. You can enter as many times as you desire. Thank you in advance and good luck. All the details for this giveaway are in the show notes. Hello and welcome to today's episode. We actually have Laura joining us back today for a part two. Welcome, Laura. Hi, thank you for having me back. It is my pleasure. So (laughs) I wanted to continue the conversation about, about school, about if we don't feel like we want to have our children in school right now, or they don't want to be in school right now for whatever reasons, whether it's we're being forced to, or it's our own desire to. I want to know what our other options are. And I know that you've used a few in the past. So do you want to share with us a little bit about what you've done? Yeah. Um, so my kid, my son is currently uh, school age. And so he's in, he's in school. Um, the typical, he's in a, like the Catholic school board here in our city. Um, and he, this is his second year. He's in, he's in SK. Um so he's been having to navigate starting school in the middle of everything that's been going on in the world for the past couple of years. And I've also, we've also had to navigate as parents, you know, sending our child into this crazy world. And um, I think it's stressful for parents in general. And then of course, if they've had to do it during this time of the this time of the world, it's maybe been a bit more uh, challenging. And so the first year we actually opted to send him, but send him to what's called forced school one day a week, which is uh, here. It's a place where you actually drive your child out to the country and they're out there for the day and you pick them up. And during that time, they're basically outside all day long. It's with, it's with educators, which is great, but they are learning how to love and accept and be in the forest. And they're learning mindfulness techniques and they're learning uh, just more about their, their impact on the world. And it's just, it was just one day a week. Uh, that was something that we we opted to invest in separate and it was more because I just thought that wow wouldn't it be great if midweek you could just have a disconnect from all of the the 
things going on and just have some fun and play in the forest with some friends and, and learn while you go. Right. And it was amazing. We loved it. We loved the experience. And it's something that I think that we will probably continue in the future if depending on how things go. But um, I didn't know how school was going to go this year. So I wasn't willing to invest in anything. Um, but we've been able to use he still uses a lot of the techniques and he still talks about all the things that he learned and he it was a very impactful experience for him so I I found that it was something that really resonated well for me and it was something that really fit in really well with our our household and how we like the vibe of the vibe of our home so it was um it was kind of thing that I hadn't even heard about until my child was school age. I didn't even know that was a thing. And it's funny because it actually takes place very close to where I grew up. So who knew who, who knew it was out there the whole time? That's funny. And, and I think it is fairly new. I mean, in, at least in our city. And when we started this conversation, I remembered back, we went for a walk. It might have been like either the summer or maybe it was September when both of our kids were due to start JK. And I had opted out to, to not send her at all for different reasons. But one, yeah, I didn't know how it was going to go. And I was like, it's just JK. She can stay home, right? There's other things that we can do. And, um, and then you had opted out to send him to forest school. And I really, really loved that as well. So, I mean, that's the thing too. Like people think I, if I homeschool, I need to keep them home with me five days or like essentially forever, like every day of the week, like, you know, five to seven days a week. And I just, I don't know if I can do that. I need to work or I need to do this. Right. But most of the time in most cities, there are different options, right? Mm -hmm. Especially now we have so many different options. So it can be that they're with you for, you know, two or three days of the week. And then they're in some type of pod or some type of forest school or some type of, you know, homeschooling community for the other two or three days or even just one day right mm -hmm. we have lots of options we think we only have one solution or one option but we don't um and I know like recently you when we were told to go back online learning you didn't do the online learning what did you do do you want to share us a little bit about that yeah so I think it goes back to like you said you don't have to do the things um you really don't. You you have to support your child in whatever way works best for them. And I very quickly saw that my child did not resonate with online learning. Um, it was it it was not a thing that went well in our household. And I know some some households do, and their children. It depends on I think the child and a lot of different different aspects are in at play here. But it didn't work for us. I found that very quickly. Even the first year, we didn't do it just because I didn't have any desire to to put them on for JK. But for um, for this year, I said, we're, we're not even going to try it. We tried it for maybe a week when we were, we were had an exposure and we had to stay home. And I very quickly watched him, his whole behavior, everything about him just, just shifted. And I said, that is absolutely not acceptable. I am here to protect my child. And I don't care what feathers get ruffled because, you know, it's again, that's that mama bear thing where you want to stand up and you want to protect them. You don't have to do anything. You have to be their mom. You have to be their caregiver. You have to be their the protector. So um, we just did what I called, I just called it life school. <laughs> he, he didn't check in, he didn't whatever, we were completely absent. And of course, that's going to reflect on his report card. And again, I don't, I, that, that doesn't reflect on his worth. Sometimes I think that we grow up feeling that your report card is a reflection or the awards you win is a reflection of your worth. But I, I've recently just realized that that is not true. You're not who somebody says you are, you know, um, your worth is so much more than any of that. 
it's and it's whether you're happy. So we did life school. So he was doing things with me throughout the day where we were I was making extra efforts to make sure we were incorporating, you know, just talking about colors or numbers or whatever and having fun. We we turned a lot of things into games that we were that like that we were doing, we were doing grocery shopping. And so we would talk more about how this come, you know, just, just, just talking about life and bringing the kids in. I found that as a child, uh, I grew up in a generation where we were shielded from a lot of things and you didn't realize things until you were kind of almost an adult and you're like, Whoa, uh, this is how much stuff costs. Well, maybe I want to have a job where I make, you know, this much money so that I can afford this stuff. Cause I didn't know that I didn't realize what you guys went into to make sure I could have this. Right. And I feel like that was the generation that we grew up in. And I'm trying to shift that because that's uh, those, those things. Yeah. It wasn't. Um, yeah. I'm just, I guess I'm just trying to explain. I'm just trying to be open and understanding that having this dialogue with my children doesn't mean that I'm weaker or it doesn't mean, you know, it's just going through all of that healing, right? Like breaking those generational patterns. And so, yeah, for school, in terms of school, I just know that, we have to do what we feel like is is right and I'm actually uh just researching the idea of homeschool I don't know if that's something I'm going to officially do but I also was somebody who never believed in homeschool because I just thought you needed to be in school because that's what I (laughs) that's what you're told so you do as you're told but like imagine you thought of different options and and I can see the benefits of it for sure and I can see there's so many different ways to homeschool so I think it's really exciting to actually realize there are so many options. Yeah. And I think for us too, um, like our generation that we grew up in, if you were homeschooled, you were like the weird kid, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's not like that anymore because of things like they can go to forest school once a week and still have the interactions or, you know, they, there's different ways that they can have those social interactions or maybe it's through an activity they really like. Maybe they do gymnastics and that's how they get their social interactions. Maybe they do hockey or whatnot. But what I love about what you did is that you took the time and you observed your child and you took like, I know that you do human design because I, <laughs> because yes. you're currently in a program with yeah. me. And you took the the time to understand how your child is designed to be in this world, to learn in this world. And you used that to do this life school instead of like forcing him to fit into this box that society was trying to get him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it released a lot of struggles for you guys and opened up so many doors for you to understand him at a deeper level, for him to understand himself. And I think it's really important to really like bring home that your report card does not reflect your worth. Like we, yeah, it's, that is such a big lesson that we need to understand. And we really need to bring on our children because if they have A's, it doesn't make them more worthy than if they have C's or D's. Like, honestly, it doesn't. Everyone is different. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's almost something that as a parent, right? Like, like it's that pride. Oh, my child, like, then that's you that needs the healing because you need to brag about how brilliant your child is on a report card. Um, But again, that's because I was going through that healing and I recognized, oh my gosh, that was me feeling the need to be able to, you know, do this. Well, how does it make him feel? And um, he didn't care if he got it. He didn't care if he passed it. Like he just wanted to learn and play and have fun, you know? And I want to encourage that, I really want to encourage that questioning, that passion, 
for him for his whole schooling right because it's it's if you stop wanting to learn and you just want to follow along then I mean that then we've lost so that's that's my take on it though and I know everybody's kind of different it's just these are all the lessons I'm learning as I'm going through it and it's really opening my eyes up to it doesn't have to be the way that it was just because it was right mm-hmm. yeah and and I think the most important part is to keep that love of learning alive because it is there it's just it doesn't look like him sitting in a classroom or him sitting at, a, at your kitchen table and doing online schooling for eight hours how can you foster that love of learning in other ways because it is there and I think for me too like growing up I was basically like a straight-A student I I never had a hard time in school however my older brother did and it's not because he wasn't smart at all it's just how he's designed it's just how he's designed I actually don't know his human design because I haven't been able to put my finger on his time of birth but um, I have a feeling that he's either a generator or a manifesting generator. And he's just like, it's school was just too boring for him. Like he yeah. wanted to learn about what he was passionate about and school wasn't letting him do that. And for, I don't even know why or how, but for some reason, my mom was like such a good advocate for him. And especially throughout high school, he did so many he was able to stay out of the classroom for the most part and do um, co-ops a lot. And he just like kept feeding his passion. And now he is one of the most successful people that I know. Like he is very successful. And he in school, like he was considered to be dumb or failing or like whatever. Right. So yeah. it, means, it means nothing to their worth. The most important part is that you can continue to feed their passion and keep that love of learning alive. Yes, absolutely. And that's a good point, actually, is like if generators are a large majority of people um, Mm -hmm. in the world, but that means that's a lot of the people in classrooms and classrooms really aren't designed for our little generators who do love to just dive into something and sit there and work on that forever and, and be, you know, like exhaust their energy throughout the day right is that, right I just feel like that's yeah. kind of we're setting them up to have struggles and then that's yeah. gonna you know uh it, it'll be multi multi-layered in terms of that because my little one like I said he, he is a generator and um he says that all the time already school's boring school's boring mm-hmm. and um and that's why we do try to talk about like all the different things and I do know that he he doesn't like that classroom thing, which is why we are looking into options for homeschool or what else can we do? Because um, I want him to just be, I want him to be happy at the end of the day. And I want him to want to learn and ask the questions because he's, he loves to do the things that he loves to do. And some things may just not be important to him. Yeah. Yeah, no, classrooms are like, I don't know who they're designed for, to be honest, when I look at the world of human design, because generators it's to sit down don't move don't talk for them and they need they they can't have that they need to go into their passions and whatever it's not necessarily like have the wide variety of the school of the system that they have out there and then even projectors like we are kind of like for most part projectors are kind of like straight a students because they do what they naturally do well and they do naturally love to learn but having the energy, like it's just too long, like having the energy to be with people, to be surrounded with people all day long is too much for them. So there's, there's like pros and cons for every single type. And yeah, I don't know, uh, maybe one day I'll open up a human design school. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. 
<laughs> but yeah, it, it does make you think like, okay, how else can I, you know, do I need to keep myself so busy or what else can we do, right, to, to support our kids? And, you know, of course, if you do send them to the typical uh, traditional schooling, like yeah, that, that makes me ask often, you know, what, what else can I do? And then you get the reports of them and, and I just try to remember like, they are individual. The report card is not that reflection of their worth, no matter what society wants us to believe. They, because how many kids, like you said, your brother had such a difficult time, and people would have thought he was, you know, not going to thrive, not going to succeed, and he's very successful. So it's just he took that time to find his groove, and now he's just, you know, yeah. doing awesome. So yeah, yeah, like he didn't go to college, didn't go to university. He took specific courses based on what he desired to learn. And now he owns a business that is extremely successful, right? So, yeah, you never know. And I mean, I feel like now that I say that, so how many of the people that, you know, that are super wealthy out there, that they all say they don't have a higher education <laughs> because it wasn't designed for them, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and that's there's a lot of courage in that. And I think even just being as a parent, being able to kind of understand that and like the fact that your mom was able to advocate for him for so long and in such wonderful ways is very inspiring, right? Because we're, we don't, we, most often we don't want to rock the boat, right? We don't, we want to just kind of be able to go and we want it to flow and we want it to kind of all work out. But at the same time, we have to advocate for our children because they are our future and we want them to be happy and we want them to feel fulfilled. Um, so that's, yeah, that's very inspiring to know that whatever it is, we, we sh can have that power to bring that into our lives, I guess, is my takeaway from this podcast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and when you were saying that, it reminded me like one of the big things too, is the student uh, teachers from when he was little, kept telling my mom that he was too active, that he had ADD, that she needed to put him on a medication. She's like, no, I don't think so. Right. And I mean, that I know that that is a real thing. But I think it's just because like you said, most of the world is generators and manifesting generators. They have a lot of energy. They're not meant to sit in the classroom and it's just easier to put them on a medication than to um, allow them to work with their own energy. Yeah. 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 And some of the things that we do too, and you talk about um, the cost of things is shopping. I love, I, <laughs> it might be bad, but I love going shopping with my daughter. So if she has money from her chores or birthday or Christmas or whatever, we go shopping and it's just like, okay, Daphne, you have $40 or like you have a hundred dollars or you have 10 bucks. Like let's figure out what you want to buy. Right. And it's just so cute watching their little brains go and being like, okay, well, if I buy this, I can't buy that. Or like, and really understanding the worth of the value of, mon of money. So there's lots of ways that we can teach them mm -hmm. numbers. Ba baking is another one of them. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. My kids love to help in the kitchen, which is great because I didn't learn the kitchen until I was an adult, basically. Yeah. So I, I like being able to, you know, give them those opportunities where they, they're creating something, they're learning their numbers or watching things put together. And, you know, look, you've, you know, you added this and this and this, and now we have banana bread or whatever, right? It's, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and baking is an interesting one because when Daphne was younger, it was more frustrating than fun because now that she's almost six, it's, it's better. But like, yeah, at this point, like we can definitely, instead of us measuring one tablespoon, we can show them how to do it. This is one or like, you know, you need to do half. So how do we do that? Right. Like allowing them to learn through life. And it's actually things that they'll actually benefit from later on. Mm hmm. Yeah. Any last um, words of wisdoms or any last thoughts or questioning that you want to share before we let go here? 
I don't think so. I think the main thing, I, I love the stuff that we talked about. It was awesome. Yeah. I, feel, I yeah. feel inspired. So yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> I love these chats with you. So yeah, thanks for, thanks for chatting with me about that because that's been, a, you know, you don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to be the mom that's like, no, we're not doing school. But at the same time, it feels awesome knowing that all I care about is my child's like growth and happiness. And I'm, I'm not going to apologize for that. And I shouldn't have to. So I don't. <laughs> Yeah. And we are here to, you, you said it so many times, so also like we're here to advocate for them. So, you know, as much as the school system and the teachers are amazing, they're also not going to advocate for your own individual child. So if you, you can listen to your mom gut, to your intuition and do what's best for your child, get to understand them at a deeper level through human design, maybe, and um, allow them to thrive in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. If you desire guidance from me every week, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and also follow me on Instagram or TikTok. I want to leave you with this quote. Great parenting happens when you start controlling yourself and stop controlling your child. Parenting is more about reparenting yourself as it is about parenting your child. This is a process. This is a journey. And I am here to guide you one connection at a time. Mm -hmm.